0: I can win MVP again. The right situation. Right situation. Is that Green Bay or is that somewhere else? I'm not sure. But I don't think you should shut down any, you know, opportunity. Like I said, during the season, it's gotta be, you know, both uh, both sides like actually wanting, you know, to work together moving forward. This is dirt and Sprague The lob throwback, Harris lost the handle. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Jokic double double twenty seven and ten. He's on triple double watch. Got eight assists, three's on the way. Yes. Gordon is in the lane. Gordon all the way. Give it to Jokic, and he water poles it up and in. Dirt and Spray gone on ten
1: eighty the fan. All right, six oh two in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Spray on Portland Sports Leader ten eighty the fan. Happy hump day to everybody that observes. How we doing? How we feeling? What is happening? I got to tell you, man, the the headphone volume control in this studio, very finicky. Very, Mm. very difficult. Mm. Very difficult. Um, I'm going to go deaf because of this studio, and I'm filing a lawsuit to Jeff McGinley. You heard it here now, McGinley. I'm coming after you. We had to reset our Wi-Fi password because we're two (laughs) idiots, and Isaac and Suit call him out every day. You feel free to continue to complain on air. I'm I'm going. I'm I'm going at you, McGinley. Bring it on! He's not even awake. I know he's not. Nobody's listening to this show. He's not up this early. He's working all day. I tell you, if, if I learned anything from the weekend and somebody was capable of doing this, I think it would be Jeff McGinley. And that one thing I'm saying is, finally breaks... And says, I have a one-way ticket to Thailand, and <laughs> I'm, I'm not coming back. I'm out. Isn't that the American dream? At least it's my American that's dream. That's the American dream that is is to go to Thailand. Amer- and- <laughs> I have heard wonderful things about Thailand. Did you see the video that went uh, viral yesterday in Thailand? I've seen a lot of stuff going on in Thailand. I don't know if I've seen that viral video, but I've seen the viral videos that I want to see. A monitor lizard was caught coming up through the toilet. Eh, come on. Right Right about the size that would eat a mouse-shaped thing that might be three to seven inches, depending on how your gifts are. Are we talking Thailand, like, villages, or are we talking Thailand resorts? No, this was a resort. It was a resort that a tourist put the video on, and it was monitor lizard just pops right out of the bottom of the toilet. I'm still going. I had a cousin that went to Thailand for her anniversary, and I remember looking at pictures she posted on Instagram the entire time she was there. Looks amazing. Did she go to Phuket? I don't know. I just remember it looking like awesome beaches, beautiful weather, cool jungles, there's elephants, it's like got everything you want and it's incredibly inexpensive. Like Thailand is one of the cheaper exotic, you know, beach vacations that you could possibly take. She did the white person yes. go see the enslaved elephant thing, yes, huh? Yes, you're damn right. And I would do the same thing. You would. I want to ride an elephant. Okay. Get me on that elephant. You don't even it. care that elephants probably abused. tip it 50 bucks. Let's raise some money for the elephants. I want to ride an elephant, okay? Yeah, at a certain level, you you can't care, right? Like, what, what are you going to be able to do? I'm not saving that elephant, dude. I'm telling you, if like a Tiger King guy came rolling through Portland, like a traveling circus and was like, hey, do you want to hold a tiger? I might say Yes to that. I mean, the circus quite literally was told they <laughs> legally can't have animals <laughs> right. of that magnitude anymore because they were mistreating them. Did they ever find the leopard that snuck out of the Jacksonville? What was it, Jacksonville? What zoo was it? They they did find it. Okay, where was it? It was meandering right near its enclosure. Oh, that's kind of a bummer. I Man, a lot of those animals. I don't. I was kind of. Ho- I was rooting for him. I was rooting for the escape. Like, go 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 live your life somewhere. I'm a big zoo guy. I just tell myself at every animal cage, enclosure, whatever. I just tell myself that this animal really needed to live in the zoo. <laughs> it saved his life. Like, this lion was gonna <laughs> die. This lion was also gonna die. This tiger was gonna <laughs> die. That <laughs> elephant probably was about to die. The uh, the poachers were definitely gonna get it unless the zoo people captured it first. One of these, one of, like, 104 polar bears in the entire world, he, ha- he was gonna yeah. die and, yeah. and she has to live here. You're just doing a good thing, man. You're serving yeah. people, you're serving animals. Look at you, be a good person like i know they do great things they brought the california condor back that's awesome that was on the brink of extinction like total extinction and now they've (laughs) repopulated the uh, situation so like that's cool that's cool are the pandas still not getting it on is that still a thing the red pandas? Yeah, don't don't pandas not want to have sex? Aren't pandas in jeopardy because they don't want to get it on? They have low T or something? I think they got low T, yeah. Oh. They need to get like Roman or, you know, one of those kind of things. Yeah, four hymns. Yeah, just get them whenever you're in the mood but not in the mood. It's like you're ready for the mood kind of thing. Uh, they might have to do that. But I think you, I mean, you might be on to something here because I almost went, almost <laughs> is the key word here. I almost went to a spot in, when we were in Vietnam that had a bunch of monkeys. And I was, I was told... Why would you not want to go to that? Well, it was like a 30-minute drive from where we were. Okay, that's... Yeah, okay. It became lazy, basically. We had other things to do. But if I was in a situation where I saw an elephant in India or a Thailand, and they're like, yo, you can hop on his back, and he doesn't really care. and He's going to, like, spray some water up at you. It's going to be a cool photo opportunity. Like, you tell me. Me not riding that elephant is that going to actually change the no. elephant circumstance? Me no. going, you know, you know what? That's not right. I'm not doing it. No, not at all. Actually, I think the elephant probably enjoys it. It gives it a purpose. It's probably the only thing yeah. the elephant has. This to look is cool, man. To. This this dude's from Portland, Oregon. He yes. wants to hang out on my back. He's never seen an elephant this right. close before. He's never been able to. T- I'm giving this guy a once in a lifetime opportunity. Do you buy? Did you buy that report? <laughs> we <laughs> didn't it. get to that yesterday, but did you buy that report? That how it was exactly reported? <laughs> that Cliff. Keenan Kingsbury, <laughs> yes, I did. is on a one-way ticket <laughs> yes. to Thailand and has no plans of returning. Yes, have you seen the photos of the Instagram model that he's hanging out with? And that I she's keep posting? hearing about this gal. What is her name? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Okay, it's a oh. uh, hold on. Let me let me find let uh, me find this. I can do it. Okay. I, know how to, I know how to look for you. Go- Google hot Instagram chick with Cliff Kingsbury. It was I think it, she's like a European gal. There was something going on there. Oh, but I I, t- I totally buy that this is what Cliff Kingsbury's doing. Veranka, yeah, Bilik. Sure. Okay. You gave me a look that I said like a racial <laughs> slur. In I didn't a know if there language. was more. I didn't know if there was more to the. You kind of did that, and then I didn't know no. if there was more syllables at the end of the last name. It's it's B I E L I K. How would Swigard say that? B I E L I K. Veronica. God, sexy name. That is a great name. Belika. Belika. Veranika Belika. <laughs> Want to go to Thailand with it's, it's, Veronica Balika. Sounds like the hot chicken in a James Bond movie, does she it not? Does, yeah. Like, hey, hey, James, I'm coming after you. Like, th- this is finally somebody, finally, somebody doing what they're supposed to do. I am so sick and tired of these coaches landing the best job possible getting these incredible buyouts. There's no better job in America right now than being a football coach because when you get fired, you get every penny of that contract. That dude has 20, yeah, look at the photos. That dude has 20 million plus coming to him until 2027. $20 $20 million plus. You know how much money he's probably already made from his playing career, from his time at Texas Tech, from his, what was he, in Arizona, four years? I don't even know, Four, three, four, five uh, years? Three years. Whatever it was. However, That guy is a millionaire over and over and over again, and he's got another $20 million coming. And you want him to jump back into the rat race after having to deal with Kyler Murray, his franchise quarterback, would rather play Call of Duty than study the playbook. And you want him to jump back into coaching? This is exactly what I would do. This is exactly what every fired coach should do. Buy a one-way ticket to paradise for a year and do not return. And after a year, if you decide, you know what, the itch is still there, I want to go back into coaching, that's fine. Take a sabbatical. We should all have the ability in life to take sabbaticals. I firmly believe that. But not all of us financially can do it. Cliff Kingsbury can. Good for you, Cliff. I uh, saw I did some investigating on her Instagram. Yeah. Looked at a lot of photos for investigative purposes. I have concluded they've been in Thailand for the entire new year so far. Yeah. On January 2nd, she posted a photo at the Fifi Islands. <laughs> and it, uh, why would you leave? <laughs> Just Google Thailand beaches. We went on. We went in a cave in Vietnam. Uh-huh. Where? I don't know. I don't know where we were. We drove on a bus for hours and we got to this place and it was, we had to get on boats that took us to these caves that were, terrifying and also like awesome and the water and these rocks looked exactly like this and I remember being on the boat looking out going could just buy that house right there. Right and there for like $47. I just eat rice and bok choy all day. I'd be happy as a clam living here. I'm cool, man. My my American salary will last me for 10 years over here. Are you kidding me? Yeah, when I have my savings, I'll be good for at least 20 years. <laughs> it's not quite traveling to Hawaii where everything's marked up 87%. And I love Hawaii. I could live in Hawaii, but it's uh, financially. It's hard, to, it's hard to make it over there. You know he, his net worth or the money they reportedly are going to pay out to him? Just the payout money. Do you know how much it's worth in Thailand? Oh god, I have no clue. Somebody did the conversion rate <laughs> cuz I think he's got about 20 million coming his way, right? 20 million is like 128 million <laughs> in Thailand. <laughs> Dude, why? Why would you ever return? You have 100 you can live on a beach with an Instagram model in a in a gorgeous country for the rest of your life. Is that no, the country you would go to? Probably not, but I'd go there for like 6 months. I'd start there. I'm not buying – I'm not putting down roots yet. I want to oh, see everything. Yeah. I'm going there for six months. Let's unwind. By the way, you said she was there at the start of the year. That makes an interesting theory here. Yeah. So she is there currently, according to what I've read on Twitter, which means it's true. She's, I'm looking at her Instagram. She is there. Which Yeah, the but people are connecting the dots that she's there with Cliff Kingsbury. I don't think she's posted anything with Cliff, but people no. are just connecting dots that she's there with him. She does not appear – I've looked at all her photos. There doesn't appear to be a public relationship in the social sphere, but they are reportedly they've been dating for some time. They've been now. together for a while. And she's still there, yes. Her so, last photo was two days ago. Look at this research. Still, she's it. in Bangkok right now <laughs> on a high rise. Like she's I bet she is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways, really? you
1: said you, she's been there since the end of the year. Yeah, they had two more games. No, so they, no, no, no. The end, the beginning of this year. Well, sure. Even then, their last game was on January eighth. So I'm wondering if Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury knew this was coming. Oh. Say, hey, why don't you get? it I'm going to give you the this, the head start. Go be my Lewis and Clark. Why don't you go ahead and fly out to Thailand? Let's scout it out a bit. Find the place that we want to stay for however long we're going to be there. And you go, you go get things set up because I know I'm getting fired in about eight days. I don't know how old she is. How old is Cliff Kingsbury? Is he our age or is he older? Than, he's older. He's like, he's like 45. He's see, 44, 45. 44, There's no chance. 43. Gallif- Cliff Kingsbury, 43. There's no chance she's older than 25. No. That is 0% chance. No chance. He is truly going to live the greatest year. I I I, I would actually say this. To your point on the, the Kyler Murray thing. He obviously was not the greatest of coaches. He reportedly has all this interest of an OC. Like, people want him back. I think he has a good offensive mind. He's got a, he's probably has a great offensive mind, but like leadership and all that stuff. Yeah. You are right on the Kyler Murray thing. Like, we canned him and we give him a hard time and he's not perfect. How hard is it to win in that league when your quarterback is Justin Herbert? <laughs> right. Now, imagine when your quarterback is right. not Justin Herbert. He's a foot shorter, and he likes video games more than watching game film. <laughs> and he's not a great pocket passer. He now just, go be. He has to Tennessee run around Tigers. and be healthy to win. You like, know. yeah, that's. I don't know what we expected. I guess out of that situation, and he said, "To hell with this! What do you want from me? I'm out." <laughs> I love that teams are calling him too, it. He's just like not calling him back. He's just like, nope, phone's off, denied. Sorry, I'm in Thailand for the foreseeable future. I, I, I kind of, I didn't really have like a strong opinion on Cliff Kingsbury. Maybe leaned a little douchey, but that's probably more out of jealousy on my end that he's this single, multi-millionaire guy living in the most gorgeous of houses with the most gorgeous of women. Yeah. Realistically, I think I'm now officially a P1 of Cliff Kingsbury. I'm all in. I think wherever he lands, I'm just going to assume they're going to win because he's a stud. (laughs) The, The only thing about Cliff was it never made sense. And some coaches are allowed to fail up, and it didn't make sense. He was below 500 in college. You know why he failed up, right? He got fired at Texas Tech. He didn't take a job you know, in the NFL and leave Texas Tech. He was fired at his alma mater because he couldn't win, and then an NFL team said, yeah, let's hire that guy. You know why he was hired, right? Because <laughs> he's good looking? And yes. <laughs> I think the owners and the GMs just looked at him like, God, you're good to look at, man. Right, come on in, buddy. Come you know, on we in. need new energy in this building, and you're providing <laughs> that energy right now. I can feel it. I can like, feel it in my plums. Is this not though, like, imagine failing up like that then somehow you get your team to the playoffs one time one time last year last year they had one of the worst playoff performances we've seen in modern nfl history and then he got a contract extension out of that after one winning season he signed a contract extension and then they fired him the next year and now he can bounce and live off of that money for the rest of his life if he wants to I kind of hope he never comes back. I do, too. I hope we never see him again. Like, there should be, realistically, ESPN should be doing a 30 for 30 on the Cliff Kingsbury (laughs) post-coaching career life. Dude, how many guys are raising their hands immediately to go do that report? Like, yes, please, send me to Thailand. I'll go do that report. My biggest fear, if I ever got that kind of money, my biggest fear was that I would fall in love too quickly with where I'm at. Ah, And I would set roots down. Like, if you took me to Tuscany... (laughs) And I'm just overlooking a beautiful sunset, eating a nice, perfect helping of pasta, drinking a nice glass of wine. You would Stanley Tucci I hanging would, out? I, I would be afraid that I'm, yeah, I'm Stanley Tucci. I'm just, <laughs> hey, I'm going to make a book about pasta. I'm going to hang out here the rest of my life. I'm afraid that I buy one of those two-bedroom little <laughs> villa houses and... I got a sweet old lady next to me. It's always bringing me tomatoes, even though I don't need any. and Fresh baked bread every morning. Oh, she's speaking Italian to me, and I don't know what she's saying. But just, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. I can't understand what you're saying. I'm riding my bike through the streets. There's no real cars. <laughs> like, that's my fear. See, that's not a bad spot to be in, though, and the great the great thing is even if you put those roots down and you buy that house, you if you get bored, one. you just move on. You're right. I'll, I'll VRBO that bitch. I'm yes. going to rent it out to whoever wants to rent it, I'm going to the next spot. And that's the other thing is I think I'd buy too many houses <laughs> in too many places. I want that one, and I want that one, and I want that one. I like this beach. This beach is white sand, not brown, so we're going to go with this one. Oh, I like the black <laughs> sanded beach. I'm going to buy a house There. <laughs> Go to Europe. (laughs) Anthony texted in and said he's going to Thailand in March and uh, he does not want to hear about lizards that can bite us Johnson while he's taking a poo. I did this in Vietnam. Look down the pipes of the international toilet situation. Uh Vietnam was cool because every toilet's a bidet. Uh, But, yeah, that video yesterday circulated and it freaked me out. A monitor lizard is nothing to joke about. And seeing that thing just, like, sprout up through the bottom of the toilet. Yeah, lizards are scary. While the water's in there, it's a normal-looking toilet. It's terrifying. Yeah, I'm with you on that. But shout-out Cliff Kingsbury for making the right decision. I love it, dude. Finally, finally somebody doing what they're supposed to do with $20 million in buyout money. Yeah, that is that is the thing to do. Well, we got a loaded show. We have a lot to get to. There's a lot of things, even from yesterday, we didn't talk about. Uh, we can, we'll do a, a look ahead now. We got divisional round games, so we kind of— move from wildcard weekend right to divisional round. We got Statter Story at 8.15 and Kevin Hagelin of 105.3, the fan in Dallas, get his thoughts on their wildcard win and then the look ahead to the Niner matchup. So we have a lot to discuss. Let's get it going. Dirt and Spray, good to be with you on this Wednesday on The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong
0: place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. All right, welcome back in.
1: Dirt and Sprague with you. We, uh, we're going to dive into a whole hell of a lot today. Got some audio at 645 I want to get to, uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour. Uh, QB worth it. I'll, uh, play Ooh, that fun game with you. I like that game. I want to get to a bit of something that happened yesterday during the show, but like, kind of at the tail end of the show, and so I went home and started looking into some stuff. I don't know if I'll get to it, but this Jaden Rashada story has an update, and it has a Pac-12 tie-in. A lot of Pac-12 tie-ins. Yeah, and and the, the situation, that story in itself is probably worth a ticker stop at some point. Like, how did this happen? What is yeah. this? What's real? What's not real? Uh, so maybe we'll get to that today, but... Oh, we must start our Portland Trailblazers, our beloved Portland Trailblazers. No happy song today. Waste another Damian Lillard game. He had fifty the other day. They lost. He scored forty yesterday. They lost. They were coming off their two-game win streak, though. That they were. I um. I don't know about you. I, I watched this game. We did a live watch party for the Ramses Pod, and I didn't say this, but I I thought it as soon as the game ended. I'm getting quite tired. No, you know what? I'm exhausted. From watching every great Dame game go to a waste. Like, this dude goes on these runs. at Lug- his last six games, he's averaging 40 points. He's scored more points than anybody in the NBA in the month of January. It is January 18th. Do you know he has more 50-point games than Larry Bird, Kevin Garnett, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Like, did you know that he has more 50-point games in his career than those dudes? The Kareem one's a bit of an eye-opener. I, I thought all three were Larry, real, Arnett in Minnesota, yeah. Larry with his career in Boston. Like, Damian Lillard has been uber special, but because team results are not great, because roster's been turned over, because there's been some inconsistency, I, some of that greatness doesn't get recognized the way that it fully should. Like, that's the thing about Clyde that's great for Clyde. And everybody that got, kind of got to grow up on the Clyde stuff, you and I just missed that window, like mm-hmm. the real fun window of it. We missed it. And I know I sound like I'm sour grapes towards Clyde from time to time, but that's more just like he doesn't embrace us. Why do we need to, you know what I mean? It's a two-way relationship there, and it just yeah. feels like it's really one-sided. But that being said, like, Clyde's great performances were usually, usually rewarded on a pretty grand scale. Those were really good teams. And Dame's had some seasons. But, like, that 50-point game a week ago, I, I it just reminded me of the Denver playoff game when he got 55. I think he scored 50 on 28 shots. His 55-point game was on, like, 24 shots. He is Mr. Efficient when he goes for a ton of points. Now, yesterday he didn't get 50, but he got you 40. Again. And 30 in the first half. It's the most he's ever scored in the first half of an NBA game. And the Nuggets are just, they're the one seed for a reason. Jokic yeah. was outstanding last night but I I'm just I hate watching him give these great games these great performances and unfortunately they fall short on some of these yeah it was a, a bit of an eye-opener last night when you have Dame go for 30 points in the first half and you're down by six <laughs> like he couldn't miss he and, was and on couldn't fire make anything he couldn't and it was I you know I was close to tweeting out the and I'm, I'm glad I didn't because I didn't end up winning the game but It feels like, and you know that these stretches will come every season for a week or two here or there, right? where he is so good that he just kind of puts the team on his back and is like, just follow me. I'm going to go for 45 a night, and we're going to win these games, and everything's going to be fine no matter what people do around me. I'm that talented. He can go on those stretches where he just carries a basketball team. We've seen it for a decade. But this was another example of him not getting enough help from the supporting cast. And I think that's the most frustrating part is when your number one guy is showing up and playing the way that he's playing, especially as you're trying to kind of dig your way out of this hole that you're in after that losing streak that you've been on. You need somebody else to step up. And and there's a couple of things that I think are, are becoming alarming going forward. One is... The inability to take Josh Hart out of the lineup when he's not being an effective player. like That, that to me, is becoming a frustrating thing in closing time and it just pivotal moments of games where it's like Josh Hart is a starter. He's going to play 30 minutes. I love Josh Hart. He brings energy. He brings intensity. He's everything we love about basketball in Portland. There's times, though, when he's having an off night. There's times when he's refusing to shoot. And there's times where you're playing five on four on the offensive side of the ball. Get his ass out of the game. Put GP two in there. Hell, Shaden Sharp had a great offensive night last night. Put Shaden Sharp in the lineup at that moment. Well, you're not going to close with your rookie, but I hear See, what you're I, saying. I don't. Why not? At this point, you're below 500. This is again. It gets back to the weird situation that Portland's in. Are you trying to win now? or Are you trying to develop for the future? Both. They're trying to do and both. You can't do both at the same time. I mean, I, at least I know. Rise, You're not winning right now, yeah. so you're definitely not doing both at the same time. <laughs> you're de- you're only building. You're only building for the future. Yeah, you're two I, and six in your last eight. I mean, you're like ten and nineteen in I mean, your last yeah, twenty nine games. Yeah, like this after your great start. So, I, I don't know. That that to me is becoming frustrating. I think it was Heiken that pointed it out on Twitter. Like when Nurkic struggles, there's a quick trigger. It's true. And yeah. that's fine. I'm good with that. If he doesn't bring it, Nurk has nights where he's sleepwalking, like get his ass out of the game. We don't do that with Josh Hart, and it's really frustrating. The other looming thing that's hanging over this team right now is the fact that it feels like you're again in a spot where your number one is having great games and your number two is not being a number two. And it's, it's just, it's there. It's going to be on the forefront of my mind yeah. until I see something consistently change. But there we were again last night with Dame going for 44. Grant had a pretty good night, and Anthony Simons led the team in turnovers and had 14 points. It just, it's, it's the efficiency. Uh, and just unfortunately for him, he's he go, he's gone into a cold spell at the exact time Dame has gone into a heater. Last night, he gives you 14 points, 5 of 15 from the field. Uh, Night before that, 7 of 16. Night before that, 50, 60%. Okay. And then it dips below that, Orlando, 37.5%, and Toronto, 42.9% from the field. The points look fine to a certain degree. There's some 15, 15, 14 there, but on an average basis, you want them somewhere in the 20 to 23 range, and you'd be happy. It's just the efficiency. The points aren't coming at the right time, I am with you. I, I didn't think like a massive tweak needed to happen last night with that lineup and the way they were performing at the end. But I, I am I'm kind of seeing the same thing that you're mentioning. And I've been saying this, I've been shouting this from the rooftops. We need to see Gary with the closing lineup. And I'm sorry if Josh Hurt's gonna get butthurt that he's been benched at the end of a game. Either bring it and got it or you don't. Josh Hart's been benched before. Yeah. He'll get benched again in his career. <laughs> He is not this perfect player that has to be out there every single time. Unfortunately, I th- I think he's Chauncey's boy. I think I think Chauncey just really likes who Josh Hart the player is. And I get that. Yeah. But GP2, I mean, I-, I get I get caught just watching Gary Payton play basketball and he's not even have the ball that much. Like I, I legit I just watch him move around, set screens, direct people around, make the right reads. I just do. And there's something to that. And last night, they probably weren't going to beat Jokic, who was shooting outside of his mind last night. Like, they weren't going to win that game. But could you have had a closer contest at the end? Maybe. Maybe you put Gary in, something changes. Although, if Ant's not going to make his shots, all of this is kind of a moot point. Who is the number two for the team? I mean, it should be Anthony Simons. Okay so i think jeremy grant has become it as the year has gone on i, I think jeremy grant has largely been their number two but you to your point like they the they idea want ant was to be ant. yeah they was. want number two to be ant and he's just unfortunate. he's gone into a cold spell at the exact time dame has started to heat up here and it's it's not fared well for them as again they they've been on a bit of a a, a cold spell here they come back home It was their one road game and you got Philly on Thursday. That's a tough one. And then the, the schedule's somewhat manageable. Like Philly's going to be a tough game for them. Utah. There's a couple of winnable games in the in you know the, the games following that one on Thursday. They do get, what, seven in a row, I want to say, now coming at home. So six in a row at home. So you got a chance to kind of, you know, reset things a bit. It's just, I, I think, to your point where you started the segment and where I think every Blazer fan is right now, when you got your dude going off and it doesn't matter, that it's really frustrating to watch. Like if if you didn't have Dame's three in the first half, what are they down at halftime? If Dame just has an average, you know, 15 point, that's a great first half for him. That's on pace for 30 for the game. It's more than a season average. If he just has 15, you're down by 25 at halftime. And you're not even anywhere close in that game. So I, you got to find somebody else. If he's taking that much attention away defensively because now they're double teaming him. Now all the focus is on trapping him and getting the ball in his hands. Like somebody else eventually is going to have to make the other team pay. And he just didn't have it last night. Yeah, they did. And they still struggle too when he gets double teamed. Um, so the yeah. Blazers lose, they come back home. They got a game tomorrow against Philly. Philly just beat the Clippers last night in LA. So we'll see what Portland can do. Uh, Against a pretty tough team. All right, back to the National Football League we go. Quarterback worth it. Play that game next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over
0: here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Madela the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
1: All right, welcome back in. Got some audio to get to coming up at 645. We'll dive into some more NFL stuff at the top of the hour. Got some Pac-12 notes to get to today that involve a uh, a non-Pac-12 player. We also get the schedule release, which of course happens right when we get off the air. Right at 10 a.m. the (laughs) schedule will be released, and so everybody over the hot takes, OSU has two Friday games. How dare they? Don't worry. Tomorrow we're going to go. Win, loss, loss, win, win, We're going to play win, that game? Win, win, loss, oh. loss, win, win, loss. It's my favorite game to play, <laughs> and then we change our minds in five months in August, and here we go. So we roll. Um, I did my math wrong there. It'd be like eight months. But uh, I want to play a little quarterback-worth-it game here with you. So yesterday, Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey said following their game on Lamar Jackson, quote, I don't even know if I should say this, But he's like limping around the facility. People aren't seeing it, but it's kind of crazy that we think he should play. So one teammate says, man, I kind of wish he'd tough it out. The other teammate says, nah, that man ain't right. An incredibly irresponsible thing for Sammy Watkins to say I just I look back on that and I'm like, dude who are you to say anything catch a football are you seeing the x-rays are you like talking to him, talking to him about his diagnosis and his rehab process like no the answer's no and to come out and say that he should play when he he is clearly not right according to too many of his teammates to count. Like that's an irresponsible thing to say. We uh, we know the vagueness in which Tom Brady left his playoff game in the post game. He thanked the Tampa media, mm-hmm. said Tampa's a great place. He's grateful they welcomed him, but he didn't go any further than that. Seemed like a goodbye in a way, but we'll see what happens there. And we know after the Packers season was ended by Man Campbell, Aaron Rodgers, despite having his knees bit off, uh, he said in the post game, basically, uh, or at his goodbye press conference. I I feel like I can still be an MVP in the right situation, and he's playing the Brett Favre game again. His mentor and the guy he looked up to when he got to Green Bay did the song and dance of, hey, I'm here. No, I'm not. Nah, hey, I'm here. No, nah, I'm not. Nah. And he's starting to play that game, too, to everybody. It Doesn't that annoy you as a Rodgers guy, by the way? Oh, every offseason it's insufferable. So I want to ask you, quarterback worth it? You're needing a quarterback. You're the Jets. What are we doing if your team, if your team like the Jets, I'm using them as the example, but your team like the Jets, Brady's out there. Lamar might be available for a trade, though it makes no sense for the Ravens to move on because you're not going to find better than that. And Aaron Rodgers might be available. What do you do? Yeah, I I think the first and foremost, there's one name you're forgetting too, and that is Derek Carr. Derek Carr is another guy that's going to be out there. So if you're a team like the Jets, is Derek Carr better than any of the three names I just threw out you? He's threatened. not a better quarterback. Maybe Brady, because Brady's really old. And Brady's I, numbers were pretty good this year. I know they didn't sure, win a lot. They also scored like 12 points a game. and I, mean, I don't know how much of that is on him, how much of that was on a horrible offensive line they've dealt with. I mean, I remember doing segments in August, and usually training camp stories are overrated, and we were on the air and see it come across the timeline, the Bucks lose their starting center for the year, and you're like, that's a big deal. And it impacted them all season, so I don't really know how much he has left in the tank. He also left for two weeks. He also left camp. for two weeks, was going through some personal stuff, so maybe there's something there. But here, here's the thing. With Brady, I believe he has an opt-out in his contract, so I don't think you have to trade for him. No, he'll be a free agent. Rogers you definitely have to trade for, yeah. and Lamar Jackson you definitely have to trade for. Yes. Now I saw, I think it was Ross Tucker that brought this up, that it, Derek Carr is is done with the Raiders. They are moving on from him. Yeah, he was at the last game. And they benched him. He's gone. He wasn't at the last game. He's, he's out of there. They ha- There's a, 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 an out in his contract that allows him essentially to hit free agency. So he has a full no-trade clause in his contract. So if he doesn't want to accept a trade to any team, he doesn't have to. And it basically forces the Raiders to cut him by the middle of February, and he's going to be a free agent. And so maybe you would say that ends up costing you more because you might have to outbid another team to go get him. You also don't have to trade any assets to go get to go get him. So, while I believe that Lamar Jackson is a better quarterback at this point in his career, although the injuries are concerning the last two years, I still would take Rodgers. I know a lot of people are done with him. I think there's something left in the tank for him. And there's there's interesting thoughts about Brady, despite his age. Mm-hmm. Being able to go get Carr just as a free agent, and I don't think it's going to be one of these crazy fully guaranteed contracts. Like, things didn't end well in Vegas for him. Can you go get him on a three like a kirk cousins type of deal where it's a three-year 90 million kind of contract where you're paying him about 30 million dollars a year i think Derek carr would probably be my choice uh if i was willing to give up a ton in a trade i think it depends on am i in a win now mode or am i trying to kind of reset my franchise with a star quarterback because i would still rather have rogers than anybody else for a win now situation but if i'm trying to reset stuff and just say hey let's go get our franchise guy that's young then the your answer. Okay, so if I put those four as a poll question response, you can choose your quarterback. How you get him is kind of your choice. You can trade for Lamar and say it's worth it. We got a dynamic playmaker that's won a league MVP, and say what you want about his throwing, he wins. His teams won since he became the starting quarterback of that team. Uh, you can say, well, Tom Brady, and you know, we're kind of perfect for the old guy. Aaron Rodgers could uh, many could feel how you feel that. He's got something in there that maybe he can get back to his MVP level in the right place. I still maintain and I always maintain Aaron Rodgers should have left Green Bay years ago and went to a Dome. He would have benefited himself a lot more. And Derek Carr. I, I, I would be surprised If Derek Carr finished anywhere, uh, oh, he'll finish in last. I would assume Derek Carr would be last in that poll question, right? I just I think there should be buyer's remorse for people that look at look at what Denver gave up to go get Russell Wilson. Right. And how are you feeling about that right now? But is there and that's the fear like Lamar. I love Lamar Jackson. I think the Ravens should pay Lamar Jackson. He also cannot stay healthy and he's asking for a fully guaranteed 200 plus million dollar contract. That's what he's waiting for. And so if you're not going to give that to him, he's not going to sign. So if you trade for him, that's great. I don't know how the transitional tag and they got to figure all that crap but, out. But Mina, Mina Kynes made this point. Shouldn't they, though, give like, him a fully guaranteed contract? Like, you tell me, Baltimore is in a – wouldn't you say Baltimore is in win-now window? Of course they are, yeah. Right? One, One of bar- the better defenses in the second half of the year? Yeah. yeah. They just signed Roquan Smith. Like, they've got good defensive backs. Klaas Campbell's still been a monster for them. You would probably say their window's still open, without a doubt. I don't know if Lamar will be consistently injured now, if this is just a couple-year blip and here it is. But, like, I I just feel like it'd be worth it. Because you you don't have an alter, alternative choice that's, like, the same level as Lamar. Unless they would surprise us and go Derek Carr, and it's like, okay, we'll take a heap for Lamar and in come Derek Carr. Outside of them doing something like that, I... I Just pay him, get this done, pay the contract, bring him back, see what he's got in two years. And yeah, I'm sure you're going to have money in that contract. You regret you make a billion dollars every year. (laughs) You will be okay. And you will eventually get past it. Denver's a little different, but still like that Walton family, they're Walmart. (laughs) Walmart's they, everywhere. They're the like, richest owners in the NFL. Now. We act like these owners have $10 left to their name if they give these contracts out and they're not making a billion dollars a year with this thing. Yeah, financially they'll be fine. I think for that trade, it's more about you gave up a lot of assets I, I, to go yes. get him. And that makes it really because now you're sitting there saying this dude's our quarterback and we don't have a first, we don't have the number five, whatever pick it it's ended five, up being. Yeah. Like we, we we could have had the number five pick. You know what we could take, do with the number five pick? Sure. We could trade it for multiple ones. We could have drafted a starting offensive tackle to help him out. We could get a dynamite pass rusher. We traded Bradley Chubb. We could go get a wide receiver for him in our offense. A million different ways that you can go. Do you think we're going to see Rodgers in a different uniform? Because I'm not convinced. But I'm yet, not, no. It does feel like it has to be the time, though, if they're ever going to do it. If you want to give Jordan Love a shot, it has to be this year. That's the weird thing on Green Bay side that I... They're, 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 it's kind of like what we're talking about with the Blazers. Like, what are you? Are you still trying to win now? Because it sure as hell didn't feel like it last year. You didn't go sign a wide receiver. You drafted one out of North Dakota State that couldn't catch a ball for the first two months of the year. You let Devontae, I mean, you traded Devontae Adams, but you let your number one receiver go because he wanted money and a lot of that had to do with Rodgers' contract. Are you trying to win now or not? And if the answer's no, and maybe that's what Rodgers wants to hear, then pass the torch to Jordan Love, trade Rodgers, get a good haul for him. Yeah, there's a dozen NFL teams that'll line up for his services, and let's see what you got. It's a really weird situation. He's going into year four of his five-year rookie deal as a first-round pick. And we still have no idea he's what he taking is. He's taken like 13 yeah. snaps in an NFL game. That's it. It's insane. Well, but Let me push back on that. I disagree with you. I do think we know Green Bay's trying to win now. Are they doing it at top level the way Dallas, San Francisco, Philly, etc. are? No. But Dobbs and Watson, like those were two young studs they brought in. And they took a while. But Watson's a pretty good deep threat, right? He kind of came on at the end of the year. He was much better in the second half of the year. Lazard's probably gone. He said that in the postgame after Detroit. I think Green Bay is always in a situation where they're winning now. Now the level in which they win and their coach we can talk about, but like, I don't have any questions about that. I think it's more about green Bay Rogers being the legacy career line life Packer guy. Or do you say we drafted a quarterback in the first round it's his last year. We have to know what he is. This is it. What do you do with him if you don't play him this year? That's why I thought that contract thing was odd. <laughs> I, I thought he should have been gone last year and should have just started the Jordan Love era, and they did. And I'm like. And at what point does he demand a trade, too? Like, how long are you going to ask me to waste my NFL career just sitting on the bench? Like, at some point, I got to play. All four of those quarterbacks, different <laughs> uniforms, or will one be in the same uniform? I think Lamar comes back to the Ravens. I think Lamar is going to be back in Baltimore. I think they're going to franchise tag him. I don't think a contract will <laughs> get done. That's a mistake, man. I, I agree 100%. Uh, Rod. Rodgers, I do think, will be back in Green Bay. He does this crap every offseason. This is like year five in a row where it's, is Rogers going to leave? Is I think he he's upset? gone. You think he's gone? I do. I think they have, they we'll have beer to bet find that. out what Jordan Love is. Yeah. We'll beer bet. We'll beer, beer bet. bet that one. I do think Brady is for sure gone from Tampa. That Definitely. ain't happening again. And there'll be a couple of teams that want Brady next year. And we already know that Carr's yeah. gone. I think Carr's the guy, though, honestly, man, that we're going to forget about. Carr had a good season last year. He was coached by an incompetent imbecile this season that, for some reason, the Raiders are now tying their ship to. It doesn't make any sense. There's a lot of money. And I think that he he's going to be a good value addition. With some of these contracts that get handed out, Like, there's that fear. When you sign a guy like Lamar Jackson to $200-plus million fully guaranteed, the fear is, okay, now what do you do with a guy like Roquan Smith when you get him? You can't afford to keep all these players. With Green Bay, we saw it. You gave Rodgers a contract. What did it mean? It meant you had to trade Devontae Adams. You gave Mahomes all that money in Kansas City. What did it mean? You had to trade Tyreek Hill. So there's cap casualties that will have to happen around the roster if you sign Lamar to that kind of contract. But if you can get Derek Carr on a 28, 29, $30 million deal a year. I don't know, man. There, no, no way, it's that cheap. I I don't know. How hire NFL teams on him he was right now? Making like thirty three, and when he signed his last deal, remember? and his, and his team just told him to go home. Yeah. I disagree with the thought process. How desperate are the Jets? He just said go home. How desperate are the Jets? <laughs> if they don't get Brady, pretty desperate. Exactly. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo will be out there as well. He's he ain't returning to San Francisco. Is Derek Carr better than Jimmy G for you? I do think that he is much. I, I kind of Jimmy believe G. that too. I think Jimmy G has had a lot around him, and Derek Carr has been like the <laughs> the the pole holding the. Tent up for the Raiders for the last five years. Feels like Brady and Rodgers doing a race to Vegas thing. Like, oh, Adams, Vegas? Oh, I'm in. Hello. But then you got to go play with Josh McDaniels. Have fun with that. Well, Brady's used to it. Brady will probably just bully him around and be like, shut up, Josh. Think you're the coach of this team? I'm Tom Brady. I made you. Uh, let's see. Quarterbacks, man. It's going to be a fun offseason of quarterback storylines. Uh, we'll get to the Chargers thing, but coming up next, we got some fun with audio. Dirt and spring on the fan. i got two things of audio to get to here yesterday that I thought was, uh, one was hilarious in a what would you do situation, and the other was, really, we're still doing this in the year of 2023? Oh, what are we doing? So I'll start with that. So Colorado's got Deion Sanders. Prime time. Prime. Are you feeling confident about Deion Sanders being successful in the Pac-12, or are you starting to go the other way, where you're like, I think he's going to do enough to get attention and then be gone. Yeah, I kind of feel that, too. Like he'll, It'll yeah. be turn around, they'll be like, wow, Colorado won eight games. That's awesome, and see you later. I'm more like Colorado <laughs> won seven. Sure. They won six. Wow, that's pretty cool. NFL's calling. Goodbye. Yeah, see you later. Deion's gone. Well, Dion's there, and he's hired one of his coaches is Tim Brewster. And Tim Brewster is—he's <laughs> been around for a long time. He, he's been around for a very was at Fresno State for a while. Yeah, I think Minna, he was—he had stopped Minnesota. in Soda, like. And by the way, I want to note he had a game as a coach, a head coach, uh, where he his team was seven and four, and took on another seven and four team, and they lost fifty five to nothing. Whoa! Okay, fun Tim Brewster fact. Whoa! So Tim Brewster is coaching now at Colorado. He's the tight ends coach. This is the tight ends coach. This is him coming into a, you know, those auditorium meet places where they all sit in seats. and Looks like a movie theater. It looks like a movie theater. This is tight ends coach for Colorado, Tim Brewster, walking in. And this is what he has to say to his team. When
0: I say stand tall, okay, I want you bouncing out of your seat and stand tall. When I say stand tall, get your ass up. Stand tall. Sit your ass back down. (laughs) Stand tall! We coming! We coming! Raise the goddamn roof. Raise the roof. We coming! We We coming! coming. We coming! We coming! coming. Them Colorado buses show up and 60 minutes of hell coming with it. 60 minutes of hell coming with it! The time is now, man. The time is now!
1: I just... Everybody labeled this speech gives passionate speech, fires up his guys. And I just kind of laugh. Like, really? You're the tight ends, coach. Calm down. Imagine if you're not even a tight end. You don't even deal with that guy very much. Like, who the hell is this guy yelling at me? You're not even my positional coach. I just shut up, Tim. I can't believe this does anything for anybody. When I say stand, <laughs> get your ass up. It's going to take a lot more than a couple of fun speeches and YouTube videos for people to be scared for Colorado football getting off the bus. You're you're going to have to eventually show something on the field because people have not been scared of Colorado getting off the bus for a very long time. This is the PJ Fleck thing. Like I'm rowing the boat. Yeah, you win seven okay. games. All right. That's you know, cool. Like, good, good for you, buddy. Calm down. There was a report, a uh, random report, that uh Colorado and Oregon might be the first Pac-12 game. That's oh, where really? it all could start for Dion. His first game could be at Otson Stadium. Oh, that's right, Colorado's here, right? They're in Eugene. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oregon State is going to you Colorado. Get, you get Dion in his backyard. I can't wait to gamble against Dion. It's gonna be great. <laughs> uh the other one was this. I I thought of you, Swag, when I when I heard this, and I said, I you know, all the consummate professionals at the fan dirt you're on television by the way you're officially a uh, live tour guy you're damn right do i get some kickback live money out of this do i get some Saudi royal funds out of this thing can i call you a liver sure you can call me a liver the cw acquiring the tv rights acor- <laughs> according to a report for live things golf. are going great for live golf they're on after moesha hey how about well they're on the same platform as the whl and portland pilots basketball yeah right in between moesha and dirt is live <laughs> golf How about that line I want some cash. If I'm building up your ratings, okay, you got a tournament that's airing after one of my Winterhawks-T-Birds games, I want some cash. Well, you're a professional when you're on the broadcast. You're not radio dirt. You're like, hi, welcome in, hockey, and you're good at it. (laughs) Swag has been both journalist and radio guy. And I thought a swag here. So this is worldwide famous. Okay. The British Broadcasting Company, the BBC. The BBC. You got to be careful when you Google that, by the way. I learned that the hard way yesterday. Yes, you do. And the BBC was doing a live hit on a soccer match. And this happened during the broadcast. How would you react if you heard this?
0: Like a team that I think can win the game I don't think there's enough experience in the team okay. well we'll find out shortly uh, with an FA Cup
1: winners only policy in the studio tonight <laughs> and I don't know who's making that noise but uh, I'm mean, sharing on of these commentary gantry alongside um, Steve Bauer um, Alan <laughs> um, it's toasty in this studio it's a bit noisy as well I don't know if somebody's sending something on someone's phone I think it's a joke I don't know whether you heard it at home but um, how's it on the gantry a bit chilly yes yeah, um, it's very cold. My ears are cold, so yours will be freezing up here, Gary. <laughs> uh, what, what do you see in this game tonight, Alan? How do you see it going? Well, Wolves will feel very hard done by because they felt this scored a legitimate. <laughs> Somebody's playing porn on their phone, and they're just going right through and still doing the broadcast. Is, now, I got two follow-up questions here. First off, they handled it great. They they Like that's yeah. as good as, as an announcer could handle having porn play in their ears and it's going out over the loudspeakers. Yeah. What you should do, though, probably is if you cannot figure out where it's like, let's go. Let's take a break. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Let's figure this out while we're off the air, not while we're on the air. Yeah. But my follow up question is twofold. One is, uh, did they did the person knowingly play the porn? I like, don't was think pr- you knowingly do that. Well, no, what I'm saying, like, was it like a prank? Like, were they trying? Was it like a disgruntled employee that was like, "Ah, screw this guy. I'm gonna play porn in the background," or was he just straight up watching porn on his phone and didn't realize it was like hooked up to the Bluetooth speaker in the studio? Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. Maybe to all of it. I don't know. Swag. If we went to live to you and <laughs> you're on remote location. You're to be the Portland Pilots that made the NCAA tournament. Yeah. You're at the game. We're hitting you for a live hit. And in the middle of it, <laughs> dirt's computer, which always plays. Porn just starts it does, playing. Yeah, it's very dangerous. If it was,
0: if it was clear, and, and you never know, like, when you're in there, you, you hear noise. But if you're focused and concentrated on what you're doing, you may not recognize it, like, right out of the, it's like, okay, there's just noise. But once you figure out if you're on long enough to figure out what it is, then you, I, I would try to find a way to subtly recognize what's going on without being obvious. Totally deadpan it and continue with
1: the broadcast. See, I, I could totally see you deadpanning a reaction to hearing a woman moaning. Yeah, <laughs> like perfectly too. Well, I'm enjoying myself, not quite as uh, much as her, but you know, Portland Pilots right now. <laughs> like, I, I feel like you just slip one of those lines in exactly. <laughs> So good, man. It's got to be the worst when that happens. That is yes. so good. I had a buddy who told me one time that he, uh, you got to be careful with Bluetooth speakers and porn. Very dangerous, I, and it's why I don't mess with. It's why I don't really, I don't watch porn. You don't know, if yeah, but I, I and don't I connect not, anything. Don't connect a device. And I'm not trying to sound like, oh, look at that, he's so cool. Well, no, 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 Look no, no, at no, you, no. uh, well, a little choir boy over there. You know, I have a lot of addictive. <laughs> personality traits in my family and like who knows what that would lead to but that's like the ultimate reason you never watch porn on your phone everybody thinks it's the safest thing to do No, until Alexa turns on and she's like Turn it up, turn it up. Had a buddy who was watching it on his phone. Did not realize that his phone was—he was playing music earlier in the day. Never turned the Bluetooth speaker off, buddy. And I think he was in. It was either the speaker was in the bathroom and his wife was in the shower, or he was in the bathroom and the speaker was in the living room. Oh, and he turned something on, and his wife immediately was like, "What is that? Where's that sound coming from?" Is him turning it on? He was, you know, having fun. How do you get out of that? I don't know. I think he tried to act like, oh, my phone's just being weird. I don't know if she bought it. Maybe they just kind of moved on. He played on the and- my phone's being I think, weird yeah, my, phone's, my phone's doing something. <laughs> I don't know. I just playing sounds. I don't know what's happening. I have no control. I don't know why it's playing right I now. I almost want to play the fun game. Which friend was it? Because <laughs> I got some guesses right now on top of my head. Uh, hour number two, we dive into some NFL stuff. Uh, Kevin Hagelin in Dallas, 105.3 The Fan joins us. Dirt and Sprague back with more. Hour number two on the Odyssey app in the